0: Hey there, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo, and you know, what's going on right now between your ears has a huge impact on what's going on in your business. If you don't know, you can ask my guest today. Today, we're speaking with Mr. Ken Attard, and he's the founder of Mindset Malta, After successfully working with various clients over the span of 15 years, Ken now specializes as a mindset consultant, specifically helping frustrated entrepreneurs to adapt and pivot using his proprietary ARC method, allowing them to have more free time guaranteed. Helping you shift your mindset to create the results that you desire is without a doubt one of his biggest passions in life. Ken brings to the stage his personal experiences not only as a mindset consultant, but also as an entrepreneur, as a father, and as a human being like the rest of this planet. He has a firm belief that life is not meant to be difficult or a continuous struggle, but is meant to be fun and flowing, full of new experiences that are fruitful, abundant, and inspiring. His fun and easygoing manner comes through in the way he conveys his message, which allows you to feel at ease, to be empowered, and ultimately to get the results you want. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show all the way from the Isle of Malta, Mr. Ken Atard. All right, Ken, welcome to the show. You are my first guest ever from Malta. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Amazing. I'm,
1: I'm really, really, really super excited to be here.
0: All right, Ken. So, yeah, people people are going to ask me, uh, you know, the Isle of Malta. You've been there. You said you've been there 41 yes, I have. years. Uh, your your parents were your parents were Maltese. Explain to folks, just, just for those who are curious, what is what is life like on Maltese?
1: Oh well, it's 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 like like anywhere else. I'd say what's really um, uh, let's say a little bit different is fantastic. We have aw- awesome weather without a doubt all year round. We're pretty well. It's pretty warm, uh, even at this time of the year. It uh, gets a bit cooler, but it's very pleasant. Um you know, we basically have everything here. Although it's an island that's only 120 square miles. Um, it's a little bit slower paced, not as much as it was when I first got here in 1979. But um, uh, so the pace is up. But pretty well, you find everything here. I mean, you know, it's it's there's nothing really missing. It's not really it's not a third world country far from it. Um, uh, it's an amazing lifestyle. I love I love this. I love the smallness on the island for the simple fact, um, uh, you know, some people don't adapt to that, but I, I have um I, you know i can call up a friend and in 20 minutes i can be somewhere having a coffee somewhere sipping a cappuccino or having a drink whatever whatever one's preference is and um it's a pretty amazing place to be in and, and um i've stayed i you know i've basically stayed here i arrived here when i was 14 and and i obviously like something because i've stayed here for the last last 41 years so um it's an amazing place
0: yeah That's, that's wonderful. Talk about, uh, talk about your, your entrepreneurial journey. Talk about how you, you know, how you came to be a mindset consultant, what in your life led you to where you are. Okay. Yeah.
1: So amazing. So basically I, um, you know, I look back and I look back at my, my, uh, my upbringing, even when I came to Malta, I, I, funnily enough, I'm really focused on the adapting and pivoting. And when I look back now, I had to make some, Substant- do some substantial adapting and pivoting myself when I first arrived in Malta. Although I knew the island, and we came and we vacationed here with my parents quite often. You know, when they decided to move back here, you know, I was 14, and um, and you know, to me it was like, okay, great, I'm going on a permanent vacation. <laughs> but little did I realize I needed to make some adjustments. You know, I was a I was I I was a hockey player. And I and uh, uh, exactly, I was a hockey player, and I and I moved to an island where the only ice I was seeing was the ice that was in the freezers. (laughs) That's about it.
0: Right, in your ice, ice in your yeah, that's it, right? So
1: I had to, I definitely had to make some adjustments, and and even uh, even when it came to education, you know, the academic level here was quite high compared to Canada at that time, and definitely some adjustments, but. I don't know. Got through. Got through the educational system. Was a banker for about seven years, and then moved out of that into. Um, uh, I went into a sales, uh, sales job basically, and um, for for about three or four years. Then there was an opportunity for me to become part of a part of a, a small business, and through there I started to become. I actually got more involved in that business, and it was sort of mine, but not quite mine. I was a director, and then in two thousand, I decided to get out on my own completely um, where I opened a retail shop. And so I ran a couple of retail shops for about six years. And during those six years though, as well, I did get involved in, in network marketing. And now I I mentioned the network marketing because at that point in time um, it opened, it opened the doors for me to personal development. I started to listen to speakers. I was reading books and I was getting in front of groups of people myself having to do talks. And I was really enjoying it. And I realized at that point that this is something I could really do and I can do well. And it just carried on from there. I, I carried on with my personal development. I actually got in touch with um, a cousin of mine who became an ent- who, who became one of my mentors and um, who was in Canada and started bringing her over to the island. to do, We were doing uh, events at that time. And um, things like, you know, nine principles of personal power, success and just different events. I just carried on and um uh and i lo and behold i just found myself you know starting to doing i did my nlp certification i'm a master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming as well and i started to to start started to coach individuals and carried on with my other businesses as well and um you know then went through some really challenging times as well this is what where i can bring my experience to the table as well because um, I went some, through some really challenging times where I almost lost everything. And, um, mm. and if it wasn't for the way I think and the way I, I was learning how to think and to shift, um, I probably would have. But I, because of that, I helped myself to actually pull myself completely out of that and turn, thing, turn the tables around completely. So that's just the, in a nutshell sort of like how I got myself into the personal development world. And, and now I'm really, really excited about working with entrepreneurs because I, I believe, um, you know, we were just had a brief chat before and you were mentioning how, you know, the mindset um, sometimes is, is, is underrated on how powerful it really and truly is for, um, for the individual, um, even more so for an entrepreneur who is definitely going to go through some challenges throughout their career.
0: Yeah. One of the things that uh, that I talk to my clients about all the time is that we we most of us are not focused on the thoughts that run through our mind We're we're focused on every day just getting it done. Right. So we got a we got a list of things we got to do today. I got a schedule I got to keep up with. Um, you know, and then before you know it, you're up at, you know, five forty-five, six in the morning. The next thing you know, it's time for dinner, where maybe you see your family and then it's time for bed and you you look back and you go, All right, well, this this was a productive day. I got a lot done, but the time just flew by and you're moving from one thing to the next so quickly that you're not focused on on what's going on up here. And you're not focused on how things creep in that have a huge impact on everything that's going on around you. So, let's start. I think the the best place for us to start is with right now, where where people are right now today. How do we recognize what what we're thinking and how our thinking is impacting us? Give us a give us a way to be in the moment so we can understand, well, listen, I'm talking to Ken now. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asking him questions about a specific topic. That's all well and good. But before I came and sat down to talk to you and after I finish the conversation with you, you know, I'm going to probably multitask and have six things going on. And what's going on in my mind is going to affect every decision that I make. Today and then you put enough today's together, and you have a month, and you put enough months together, and you have a lifetime. So, talk about how we can recognize what our thoughts are right now. Okay. In the so, moment.
1: what's what's really interesting, and and what is important for anybody to understand is that there is a process that's going on. So, so your thoughts are directly related to the results and the experiences that you're having in your life. So a really simple thing to do is this and say, okay, let me look at the different areas of my life. So be it your relationships, be it relationships with your family, be it your health, be it your spirituality, be it your wealth, your career, and look at the results and the experiences that you're having right now. Are they the results and the experiences that you want to have? Now, why is this so important? It's so important because if there is a result that you're not, ha- that, that you're not happy with right now, so whether it be, like I said, in your, whatever area it is of your life, because your thoughts are directly related to those results and those experiences, ultimately, you need to go back and say, okay, how am I thinking that is causing that is creating this result. So when you think, when you have a thought, now, okay, there's un- there are some unconscious thoughts going, going on as well, and we can talk a tiny bit about that as well. But essentially, when you have a thought, it creates an emotion. Now, it could be a good emotion, it could, make, it could be an emotion, something that makes you feel good, or it could be something that makes you feel bad. Now, depending on the emotion you're creating, it's going to affect the actions that you're going to take. So, you know, you have a bad thought about something, it's, it almost stops you in your tracks and you actually don't even take the action. And then ultimately, that's going to have a bearing on the results and the experiences that you're having. So what you want to do ideally is, is create a thought that is actually giving you a good feeling so that you can take you can take the action or the behavior that's gonna create the result or the experience. Now, that's a very, very simplified form, but it's an amazing tool to have. So something that someone could take take with them immediately is this, is that, is that if you're having a, a bit of a rough day, for instance, and it's a bit of a challenging day, and like you were saying, you know, people are just going from one thing to the other, one thing to the other, one thing to the other. Take a moment. So even if you're, especially when you're having a bit of a challenging day, take a moment to just stop. See, in, in the entrepreneurial world, for the most part, any trainer, any, any coach, it's amazing how much we hear about the action-taking that's, ne- that's necessary. And it's true. It's well and good, and, it, and it's true, and it's a fact. The thing is, though, a lot of people are just taking action. And there's a huge difference between taking action and taking inspired action. And this is where people waste a lot of time. Because right. I mean, if I, you know, if I, I ask most people I meet when we talk about this action part, I ask them, Do you know anybody who's busy doing nothing? Because there are some people out there that are like busy, 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 but they're they're just not going anywhere. They're just constantly before never have time for anything but what you know, just never have a chance to stop. So I I tell anybody I'm working with, say, listen, take a moment to stop. And if you take a moment throughout your day just to stop, just to regroup yourself and create, and, and you can even have this prepared beforehand. Think of a thought that makes you feel good. It could be as simple as your favorite food. For a lot of people, you know, maybe their family is so, you know, their children, they think about their children and automatically a smile comes to their face. It could be anything that makes you feel good. Why do we do this? Because the minute you do this, you change the emotion. Your neurology, what you're thinking, changes the emotion, makes it a good emotion. And amazingly, that emotion, that, that, that neurology that you're thinking, it actually changes your physiology. And now what does it do? All of a sudden, I'm, I'm ready. You know, it's not so bad. I, I'm feeling pretty good now. Let me take the action that I need to take to done to get this particular task done that maybe was, you know, not the task that I was going to go for. So it does that. And and amazingly, the other way around, the flip side of that as well is what a lot of people don't realize is that your physiology also affects your neuro- neurology. I mean, you might, you can't tell right now, but I'm standing up right now as I speak to you. I stand up on purpose because it affects my neurology as I'm speaking to you so I can speak to you in a more... Um, you know, I'm standing up, I'm not, I'm not slouched, for instance, even yourself, you're, sent, you're mm-hmm. sitting up straight, right? Because it affects the neurology. So, you know, if I find myself slouching somewhere and, and, and just, you know, I'm really affecting my neurology at the same time, that it's, it's I'm not putting myself, I'm putting my physiology in a, in a way that is going to help me to move forward. So right off the bat, if someone knows this process, because most people don't even realize this process, And another thing that's really interesting um, uh, that people don't realize as well is that every thought you have is associated also with a picture or a movie and potentially as well some auditory that's running as well. So if I were to ask you right now, what's the color of your front door? You have to pull up a picture of your front door. And a a picture or a movie. Now, why is this so interesting? Because it's tied in. So basically, any thoughts we're having, sometimes people are running movies that are very unresourceful, having pictures that are very unresourceful. You can change those pictures. You can change those movies. If you have an unresourceful movie that's in full, you know, technicolor, and, you know, sounds are, are, you know, and it's not resourceful. We can change those sounds. We can change those pictures. We can change the colors. We can turn it into black and white. We can make it really small and we can throw it in your past too. And you can keep it there and you can either lock it up or you can, you can, you can have it there for reference. It could potentially be a, a learning point for you where you just learn from that experience so that you can move forward. So these are just a few things that a person could take, take forward with them immediately.
0: You know, one of the, I, I love what you said there, and one of the things that, uh, and you can tell me what I'm doing. I'm sure there's a name for it. One of the things that I help my clients with all the time, and, and the thing that's been most helpful to me from a mindset standpoint has been to, um, to think about things that have happened in my past and think about successful uh, challenges, that, so, so things that I've overcome or successes that I've had. And I make a conscious effort every day to mentally review that movie of me being successful in a situation similar to a situation that I'm currently in. So right now, pr- prior to coming into doing this interview with you, I sat down here, right right in this spot, and I thought about the best interview I've done in this spot and you know, the most fun I had. And I put myself in that mental That's state. It. Right. And I and I and I'm that person. And I, you know, and because I've done it before, I know I'm that person. So when I come across somebody or somebody comes to me, whether it's a friend, a relative, my kids, or a client, and they say, Hey, listen, I'm having a really rough time. I don't understand everything I do, everything's going wrong. I say, All right, let's talk about a situation where everything went right. Let's talk about a situation where you're that you're most the the accomplishment that you're most proud of. And They tell me about it, they relive it in their mind, and I say, You can choose who you want to be, who you believe yourself to be. You can be the person for whom everything goes wrong. You can be, you know, and I don't know if you're familiar with Charlie Brown and, you know, Peanuts, but there was a character, Pigpen, who's got this cloud that always surrounds him. You can be Pigpen, you can be that guy, or you can be the person in your mind who is exactly what you're thinking about right now, the most success you've ever had. Choose to be that person. You are that person. Choose to believe that you are that person right now. And it's amazing what happens to you, even if it's an experience where you were a kid and you're 17 years old in the high school gym and there's no time left on the clock and you have to hit this free throw in order to win the game and you hit the free throw. You're, be that kid again. I, I know you're 45, I know you're 55, but be that kid again who won the game because you are that person, you have that within you. That's uh, that's something that's always been very helpful for me. Ken, what what is that? What are we doing when we so do exactly, that? Exactly,
1: you actually mentioned it. What you're doing is you're, 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 you're changing your state. And it's exactly what we were doing as well when I was mentioning about, so basically what you're doing when you're running, when you're taking someone through that process, you're actually getting them to bring up the pictures, the movies, the, you know, in this instance, you're saying the free throw, the crowd, the, what was going on, what they heard. Exactly. You're You're creating that feeling. Now it's a good feeling. Now, now the thing is this, that was, that was in the person's past, but what you're doing is you're bringing that to the present moment. You're bringing that state to the present moment actually work with people to help them get through their timelines. They might have a very important event coming up. And for that event, they need to have clarity. They need to have confidence. They need to to be, uh, you know, they, they, have to, they have to be, um, you know, very clear on what's going to happen. So I take them to a time, just to, like you did, take them to a time when they were very clear. Because everybody has the resources within them. And I take them to a time when they were very clear and when they were very confident or whatever they need for that for this upcoming event and we bring those resources with them to the present moment not only can you do that you can take them into the future and I can take them past the moment that they were going to have after they've achieved it have them look back at it notice what they've accomplished and i can even take someone we can even take someone 10 years from now looking back and, and and actually get them to tell themselves what they would tell themselves previously what would they tell themselves today looking back 10 years to so that person who's still going to go through that moment most of the time it's like you know don't worry about it you're going to get through it you have the resilience you have the confidence you can do this so This, this is an amazing thing to happen is when we can take people through these, these, these altered states, just like you, if I'm going to be on a call or or on an interview like this, I'm going to go into a state where I'm going to be confident, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be giving people the the, what's best for them at this moment in time, you know, this happens, I've worked with athletes. Where we do the same thing so that they can get in the state. Anybody that, you know, is an elite athlete needs to get in a an optimum state to be able to function at the best they can function on that particular day. You know, at a high level when it comes to sports, you know, on any given day, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time it's the guy with the or the girl with the with the mindset that is right in place and right on key that is going to be the winner.
0: So, let's talk a little bit about Ken about practicing this before before the critical moment. So one of the things that, and you know it's so it's so funny how, Um, we, we spend time, we, we automatically, if you, if you allow yourself, you will automatically gravitate toward things that, things that will help you prepare for the, for the future. So one of the things that, that I tell people all the time, people who are, you know, going to do a lot of speaking or do a lot of interviews is, Hey, listen, you got to practice, so that you're you're comfortable and you can be present in the moment. So join a Toastmasters group or join a group where you have to get up in front of people and speak a lot. And back when I was doing, you know, a pre-pandemic when I was doing seventy talks a year, one of the things I noticed is that I almost got too comfortable and I was I, I lost kind of my, the edge that that little tension that you had. So. I, I, I love to um, be up in front of people, so I challenged myself to do stand-up comedy. And one of the things I learned in doing that was that I could work on my mindset as well as I worked on my material while I was in front of the audience. So if I told a joke and it didn't go over well, I could either choose to go down that doom loop and, be, and just have a terrible set, Or I could choose to go to the place where, you know, just three jokes ago, everybody was with me and they were laughing. And the biggest thing for me in that moment was realizing that everyone who was there in the room wanted me to succeed. Everyone who was there wanted to have a good time. They didn't they didn't want to be miserable. (laughs) So I just had to allow myself to feel that and to uh, and to project the, you know, the happiness and the feeling that the audience was giving to me and that I could turn around and give right back to them. And you know what the the amazing thing was? It started to matter less what I said but more the attitude and the feeling that I was projecting. Now look, I I couldn't get up there and recite the Gettysburg Address and have people laugh. They just weren't gonna do it. So some of the material had to be good but so much of it was the relationship between how I was feeling and how the people in the room were feeling. So talk about how we can put ourselves in situations before there's money on the line, right? Put ourselves in situations where we can we can work on how we're feeling and what we're projecting and be able to, to call that up on demand. Okay,
1: so really cool. So So again, um, so even when you're on like you were mentioning on stage, and I know you're mentioning stage, and we'll put it into 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 everyday life, it's the things that are people are actually telling themselves a lot of times. So amazingly, and and, and a lot of people might not realize this, but most people are the center of their own universe. And and, and when I say this, it's because a lot of people walk away from a situation and they're caught up in thinking about what they think the other person is thinking about them and most of the time that other person remember they're the center of their own universe they're gone off they got they've their gone own baggage. Back home. they got their own yeah, baggage. Exactly. they've gone back <laughs> home they've went to their families they're not thinking about you well, you know, you're at home thinking about, oh my God, I don't know what what's his name thought about me and what he thinks about this and all that, and we're getting caught up in all of these things that aren't even an issue, not not even not even a, not even an issue whatsoever, because it's only in your mind and what you think you're, that, that other people are thinking when we can get to the point when we where, where one doesn't have to worry about that and 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 i don't think anybody needs to worry about that in the sense of when we are being authentic to ourselves and this is a huge thing because you know you know now we're we're in a digital age now and you know people and when people talk about social media and and you know everything has its 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 benefits everything has its its challenges everything has its 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 cons you know, and, and the thing that I think a lot of people are getting caught up with as well are all the facades that are that are being portrayed. You know, and we're we're thinking that someone else is living this wonderful life and someone else is living this magical business life. And and you know, why haven't I managed to do that yet? Why why have I'm less than anybody else? You know, one of the roots of all evil is um, you know, I, I deservability. A lot of people don't even believe they deserve to be successful it's 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 an amazing thing you know it, it pro- crops up so much and and then the other one is they you know they think they're not good enough so more often than not when we when we when we get caught up with you know with other people and what other people are thinking you know what happens is we're actually looking at ourselves and we're thinking that we're not good enough and this is then again creates those thoughts those pictures and all of those things that start to m- we make ourselves feel bad. An interesting thing, you know, for anybody, you know, meeting up and when it comes to business and you know relationships are foundational for any business to happen. And you know, a lot, of, lot, of, lot of entrepreneurs are out there and they're 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 attempting to make the sale and they're attempting to, and without realizing, they need to build up the relationships first, before they can actually. No, no one, you know. People buy on emotion. And one way to, to build up a relationship and, and build rapport, rapport is foundational for building up a relationship. And it's not that difficult. And this is what I love to convey to entrepreneurs well. Like, all of this that we're talking about, it's not so out there. It's not rocket science that every single person can understand it. You know, building rapport, all I need to do is talk about something with someone, that is somewhat in common with them. And, and, and it could be as simple as, you know, they have children, so I talk about their children. It could be a favorite football team or, you know, a favorite, just a, a common sports, anything like that. And right away, what's amazing and the way the mind works and the way the brain works is the minute I find something in common with you, we both, we naturally both relax and we start to trust each other automatically because we have something we have common ground what a lot of people do when they come to their these these you know building these business relations and that they forget it they forget totally about this it's all about the business and Mm -hmm. people don't buy they buy on emotion you got to create a great emotion for they want to feel good about the decisions they're making and for them to feel good about the decisions they're making they need to trust you
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about that in the context of let's let's say we're entrepreneurs and we're in a slump or you're or uh, there's a lot of salespeople who listen to the show and they're they're in a slump right now. One of the things that I found and you can tell us what the give us a technique maybe to to bring this out in people. One of the things that I found is you get in a slump and you start thinking more about process rather than outcome right so you're and the you know the I think it was Jim Rohn who had the analogy well you're not selling drills you're selling holes people people are that's not right. buying your drill they're buying the hole right so when you're in a slump you got to go back to what the people are actually looking for so that the person you're in front of what is the outcome they're looking for and then start helping them to achieve that outcome even if on the next conversation you don't make a sale if you genuinely tried to help that person that's going to to come through, and all of a sudden, things magically shift. And instead of trying to force your product on somebody, you're a person of goodwill. It's people, people feel that, they sense that. So how do we, you know, if we're having a tough time, how do we get back to, hey, listen, what I need to do is I need to focus on how I help people. I need to focus on the outcomes. How do we shift that mindset? So, you know, obviously working with you and I could t- I could sit down with you, I could say, hey, listen, Ken, here's the deal. I, I, I haven't sold anything in two weeks. And you would say, all right, take me through your process. You would say, all right, here's what, here's what you're doing. You're focusing on putting your drill in that person's hands when they're just looking for holes, Dave, so go back to talking about the holes, all of a sudden I go, oh, Ken, you're right, right? But if I don't have you, if I don't have a coach, what's the process I can do? How can I take inventory of what I'm doing so that I recognize that I'm focused on my stuff and not on what the client or what the person
1: opposite me wants? Okay, so this is really cool. And where we're gonna take this right now is this, is when it comes to mindset, you are essentially creating your reality. So, when when someone's in a slump, when a salesperson's in a slump, they are so focused on the fact that they're in a slump that that actually creates more of a slump. So it's like when someone comes to me and says, Ken, you know what? I feel, I'm, I, I'm stuck. I can't move forward. And I tell them one of the reasons you're stuck is simply because your story to everybody is you're stuck, and and this is really important for a, if we're going to use it in the context of a salesperson. How many times a day are they actually telling people and talking to people and saying they're in a slump? I mean, this happens in you know it happens in sports. You got a sports guy, you got a star, and he's in a mm. slump. What, why? Is, and then and not only that, he gets the media focused on it, telling him he's in a slump. Then he and then obviously he starts to think he's in a the fact that you keep stay focused on where you think you are creates more of it. And this is where we need to think differently, and even in business. So even when we find ourselves up against circumstances, situations that are new, that are different and we need to make a shift, we need to adapt, we need to we need to pivot in some way, we can't keep looking at the problem we have in the same way we've always looked at it. It's like Einstein said, you can't you can't solve a problem using the same mindset that created it, using the same mind that created it. You can't do it. you gotta, you got to think in a different way. Now, the way the mind works is this. If I take myself out and go back, and again, same thing we were doing before. If I take myself back to a time when I actually was selling and, and, and notice, maybe notice a few things that might have been different, maybe notice what I was saying to myself when I was selling, Because it's very easy to feel good about yourself when you're actually going through good times. That's easy because you actually see the result. Now where we want to take people is when things aren't going exactly the way they want them, that the result is not what they want right now. I actually take someone to actually see that result happening. They need to see the next sale happening in their mind because the mind will not differentiate, will not make a difference as to whether that's happening now or in the future. It's happening right now in the mind. So for the mind, now, the mind is much bigger than the brain. The brain is just the organ. The mind is much bigger. Now you have, call it whatever you'd like. Uh, Call it the universe. Call it the divine. Call it God. Call it whatever you would like to call it. Call it your source. Something much bigger than you. It's going to start to put the components in place, because if you are telling the universe, listen, I am actually selling. I can see myself making the next sale. What happens is the components, the universe starts to put the components together so that ultimately you meet the right clients. They, they, they need exactly what you're offering. And, and, and things are just put into place. You don't even see it. You might look back on your life on a number of occasions, if you look back right now, and you would probably say, yeah, you know what? I remember when I met so-and-so and he led me, to so and so, which led me there. I've got numerous times that that's happened with me, and like tons of times, it's happening constantly. Because you don't really need to work. The salesperson or anybody doesn't really need to worry about how it's going to happen. They just need to know what they want, where they want to go. The how will start to. Now it doesn't mean, like I said, you're gonna. You'll. You'll suddenly when you do that. You start to put things in place, and this is where qui- this is where quieting the mind is very important. Because when we do this, this is where we can get inspiration, and all of a sudden, an idea pops into your head. It doesn't just pop into your head, but it's because you were inspired. You got an idea, and then this is where the action part is important. So you know, you get an idea, and then you you take action upon that idea. What's so important here is though is that we keep in mind what we want. What we specifically want. If we're going to continue looking at what we don't want to happen and this is so easy for it's it happens to so many entrepreneurs. They're constantly looking at what they don't want to happen. So you know, I, you know I'm not, you know I don't want to continue being in the slump. I don't want to continue being unhealthy. I don't want to continue having debt. They're looking at everything they don't want. And when you continue to look and that's where your focus goes, because focus happens from the front part of the brain, which is our conscious part. We've got some unconscious programs running. That's a whole nother area that, you know, you learned, you and I both learned certain programs at a very, very young age. And some of those programs are running on automatic. Like it's, it's just it's just on automatic until You learn how to unlearn those programs and create new ones. Thinking about what you want and being focused on what you want is a way to reprogram your mind so that you constantly do that. How do you wake up in the morning? Do you wake up in the morning saying, oh, crap, another day? Or do you wake up in the morning and a great way to start practicing with some gratitude? So some gratitude, as in you know, being grateful that you had a bed to sleep in, that you had a roof over your head, that you have food to eat, that you can go to the bathroom, that you know that you have water to drink. There's so many things that you and I have to be grateful for. When we start the day from that place, now we start to, to we start to move in the direction. Because what are we telling the universe when we do that? We're telling the universe, well, we're grateful. So the universe says. Dave likes grateful. Let me give him some more. Now for some people this is going to sound a bit woo-woo if you want to call it, but the fact is it's a law. It works. And this is and and this is the part that many entrepreneurs don't realize because like you said they're caught up in the processes. But they don't find time to stay still and think about what they're thinking about and also aligning with their values. What
0: yeah, you know, you don't you don't have to you don't have to even buy into the whole cuz I I know a lot of people that that don't buy into hey, what you put out in the universe comes back to you. Think about the feeling that you're that you're projecting and think about everyone that you meet or everyone that you touch throughout the course of the day and how that feeling rubs off on other yeah. people. So look we're 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 doing we're doing this interview at the end of February 2021 and people are going to listen to this years from now and life is going to be normal but right now the only interaction we have with other people that's you know that's genuine, where they can see our faces and, and read our emotions, is on video because we're wearing masks yeah. outside and that sort of thing. But you know, you go to a store, you go to you go to buy you go to buy a cup of coffee on your way to work or on your way to an appointment, and you see the clerk, uh, and you give the clerk your money. The clerk gives you the cup of coffee. You look at the clerk and you go, "Hey, how's it going? What time did you get up this morning?" "Oh, I got up at 4:45 and, you know, how many how many people come in here?" Oh, you know, about uh, about 75, 80 people come in during the morning to get their to get their morning coffee." Um, oh, that's, you know, that that's amazing. That's a lot of people." And, you know, do you how do you feel each day when you do this?" "Well, you know, some people are happy, some people aren't happy." And, you know, you say to the clerk, "Well, listen, thanks so much. This coffee is going to help me get my day off to a great start. I appreciate the fact that you kickstarted my day by giving me this cup of coffee. Thank you. You know, hey, what's your name? Oh, my name's Ken. Thank you, Ken, for, for giving me this coffee. That took two Amazing. seconds. It took me, you know, 45 seconds. And I recognized you. You gave me the coffee. I said, thank you. And I told you that I appreciated you for giving me that cup of coffee. That person can't help I mean, they can be the nastiest person in the world, but they can't help but feel, well, you know, somebody appreciated me. That's good. In that moment, you did a little bit to shift somebody else's behavior. But what you did among yourself in your own head was you recognize that even the smallest things deserve recognition and gratitude. And you've changed your own state so, you know, you can people can if you don't believe in putting out to the universe what you want to get back, view it from an interpersonal standpoint. When you help somebody else feel good, it makes you feel good. So, when once you realize that, most normal people will consciously make a choice to try and make other people feel good because when you make another person feel crappy, when you put that person down, what it does to you is devastating. It's far more productive for you to help other people feel good because it changes you. And that's what you got to realize. So how do we be present in the moment to understand that when we make other people feel good, it helps
1: us as much as it helps them. Okay, really cool. So really interesting. And I'll add on to that with regards to kindness, for instance, you know, people talk about like a, a big act of kindness and a small act of kindness, for instance. The fact is there really is no big act of kindness or small act of kindness. Kindness is an energy. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just an energy. So whether it's something what we would call small, just like you were mentioning this, with this coffee, for instance, it's still at a, at a frequency of kindness. And if I could explain this for those who – so as, as a frequency, as a frequency – we tap into different frequencies throughout the day. We are, we're all have a free, our own frequency and we're tapping into different frequencies. You know, and, and some people love to tap in. You know, I like it's sort of like a, a, like a radio station, right? I, I, I got to tap into that actual frequency to listen to that music or to listen to that podcast. I need to tap into that. I can't expect to go to one frequency and listen to something else. It just won't happen. And the same thing, we have people, you know, some people like to tap into complain FM. (laughs) Some people like to tap into kindness FM. Some people like to tap into abundance FM. Some people like to tap into my life is miserable FM. And this is what they're walking around with. Now, what's interesting, just like you said, the reason, you know, when you're being kind to someone, that it makes you feel good because you're actually tapping in to that frequency. So you have to. Now, the thing that's even more amazing is that when you go to that frequency, everything else in your life at that moment in time, so whether the people you're going to meet, the circumstances you're going to be in throughout the day, they have to be aligned with that frequency. It has to be because if you're, if, you're, if you're vibrating at that frequency, you can't allow – there's nothing else that comes in. Now, as human beings – we, we, we go in and out of different ones. It doesn't mean I never get angry. It happens. What's different nowadays is that it lasts a very, very brief moment because I realize this is not serving me. Or maybe it did serve me for that moment for a reason. And I just bring myself and I center myself back. And I, and I say, okay, this you know I want to come back to, to a different frequency that is that is more aligned with what I believe in so so this is this is the part that's so we're we're going in and out with practice and again this is where we start with consciously thinking about it so you you know what people don't know about they don't know about someone listening here may have never heard of this before and they didn't know about it so what you don't know you don't know if you don't know what the color blue is you don't know no one's taught you what the color blue is you don't know what the color blue is it's really but now that someone's mention it and said you might say okay so there's this so you know you start off at conscious incompetence you you just you just don't know and we start to move up it's like learning to drive a car you know we're driving a car we're thinking about all of these things that we need to do while we're driving a car you know after you practice for a while you're no longer thinking about all of these things you just go about and you're having conversations on your bluetooth and you're you're just going about you're driving and we start to run on, and this is the part that's really important with regards to programs, is sometimes people can find themselves running on autopilot. So they're literally going through the day reenacting, really, really not even thinking. They're just repeating what they've done every single day. That's why it's so important, and I emphasize how important it is for people to have new experiences, even if it's driving hmm. to work in a different way. Even if it's, you know, it's, it's just like a workout. If you did the same workout constantly, they always the same. That, you know, you, and then one day you change it up, you have a whole new experience. So the more new experiences you can bring into your life, you start to have new perspectives. Because people just have, for the most part, people just have perspectives. They're looking, you know, they, they see things in a certain way From their perspective, because that's how they've learned. The minute someone like yourself or myself shows up and shows them a different perspective, now they have a shift. Now all of a sudden they go, oh, I never thought of it in that way. And they have a whole new shift, a whole new paradigm. And now they can look at things from a different perspective. And now they can say, oh, so maybe I can achieve the result I want by taking this road Rather than the road that I always thought I needed to take, and it makes a huge, yeah. huge, huge difference.
0: So, Ken, talk about so you, you've got a you've got a masterclass that's actually actually free. Talk about how people can uh, take your masterclass and get and get more involved with you. Tell tell folks where they can access the masterclass. Sure, no
1: problem. So, all they have to do is go to adaptandpivotnow.com. The end is A N D, so it's Adapt and A N D pivot.com, dot at PivotNow. and they can go there and they there's a free masterclass on the uh, uh, my, my top three secrets preventing you from adapting and pivoting, and they can get more information there. And then from there, if it's something that they, they think they uh, that they're interested in that they're and they want to know more, then they can take it from there and they can and they can get in touch with me from there.
0: So we're, we're going to put that website in the show notes, adaptandpivotnow.com. You'll find it in the show notes directly below this episode. Um, Ken, how do, when you work with people, they don't, they don't have to be in your physical presence, right? You can do like Zoom or Skype or that sort of thing. Explain to folks how, Absolutely. You, how so, you work so, with people and coach them on Yeah, fantastic.
1: So basically what I'm doing is I act, I'm actually doing group consulting. So you, you come into a group where we, uh, we, will, we, we meet on Zoom, and we'll meet weekly. There'll be a Q&A weekly. There'll be a lesson weekly as well. You'll have your, your home play to do during the week. And what I, what I put together is, is uh, this is a year-long program because people need to go through the various steps um, uh, for them to get to the point where, where they literally start to trust themselves and to understand that they really can accomplish anything that they want to accomplish. So absolutely, they don't need to to, to be in my presence. And uh, with a little bit of luck in in, in the near future, um uh, potentially there will be live events as well where they can they can obviously join in as well.
0: Alright, folks, so today our guest has been Ken Atard. We've been talking about Mindset. And in case you haven't picked up on it, if you're if you're new to the show, Mindset is one of the critical elements that I really focus on with my clients. And Ken is a great resource for you. He's offered you an opportunity to take a free masterclass. Go to Adapt and Pivot Now, adaptandpivotnow.com and you can find his free masterclass. He is uh, available, it's available there, and he's available as a resource for you as well. You can work with him and some of his other clients in a group setting. So go to adaptandpivotnow.com, visit with Ken, take his masterclass, and if you're struggling to get the results you want, you need to realize that it's all within you, and having conversations with somebody like Ken can help unlock your potential. So Ken, I really appreciate you joining us today all the way from Malta. Thanks My for pleasure. being here. It's been uh, it's been so much fun. Um, folks, Adapt and Pivot Now is Ken's website, adaptandpivotnow.com. Visit it today. Take his free masterclass. I mean, it's free. What do you got to lose? The only thing you have to lose is your bad attitude. So fix yourself <laughs> up right now. Get involved with Ken. And join us right back here again tomorrow. We're here every day at the Inside BS Show. We take an inside business strategy. We share all the insider business secrets with you. And we cut through all that inside BS that's holding you back. Join me again tomorrow for another great session where we tackle all the things you need to know in order to make a great living and live a great life. My friends, I really appreciate you listening. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you right back here again tomorrow.